Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Gypsy Poet Radio. I'm the Gypsy Poet, and this evening we are featuring a returning guest who has the hottest show on the streaming app to be called Tale of Tales. Wow! Please welcome the award-winning actor, producer, and filmmaker, Harley Wallace. Wow, that was such a great intro. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Not a problem. Before we begin, I, I, I uh, have a shout-out that I want to send out this evening to the wonderful yeah. Glenda Tiger. Yes. Have, uh, I have somebody who's uh, who's listening in this evening, and I told her to listen in for her name. So, Glenda Traeger, honey, there is somebody thinking about you this evening here in this wonderful town of San Antonio, Texas. The weather here is wet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Yes, we've, we've had some rain, mind you. But you know what? That's um, That's a beautiful thing because with rain comes new blooms, and the grass is a little bit greener, and, yeah. and, and things. And, yep, and the things begin to grow. And speaking of growing, i got to talk to you. You are a returning guest on my show, and I'm very grateful that you are because you have done something so big and so wonderful, and you've won so many awards in, in just one year. Congratulations and kudos to you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Thea. That, that's, uh, yeah, I appreciate that. It's been a pretty incredible year especially considering that we went through the whole covid mess and everything else uh you know it, ke- it kept me busy having to tinker with this series and and uh, and uh, and watching it uh, test its audience on all these film festivals mm-hmm. yes film festivals i've been watching your facebook page man you are smoking hot and burning wow <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this, yes, this particular title has done incredibly well. Tales Tales has been uh, kind of like a festival darling, uh, you know, anything from Chicago to Toronto um, and, and several, uh, you know, uh, European festivals, whether it's Florence or uh, um, I think it was Montreal. Uh, so, so it's been a, a really cool thing. And, the, and what I love the most is that we didn't win the same category each and every time. It was different mm-hmm. actors winning. It was it was sometimes it was the music, sometimes it was the best series, um, but it was just a, a, a incredible to be a part of something that positive. Oh, it's wonderful, and even seeing you on the screen. Um, so now I I understand that you are working with a streaming company called Tubi, and it's growing. This thing has has exploded. I mean, I'm I'm a Tubi watcher. I admit that, and mm-hmm. uh, and they show. They show great stuff. They do. And not too long ago, they showed one of, an old film, of a favorite of mine that I, I kind of took me back to my childhood. It was Amadeus. And I was like, thank God. Wow. Oh, there are... yeah. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, I was no, like, thank I, God. I, yes. I was going to say, I'm, I'm a big fan of 2B2, and I didn't really know that much about them. I, know, I, I, I remember reading... They got bought up by Fox, and then and, and Fox got bought up by Disney. So I guess they're, they're all kind of, to some degree, the same. But Tubi has really cornered the market on spe- very specific things. Um, they're very, very good with horror. They're very good at finding uh, your favorite 70s and 80s movies. Uh, they, they've been really, really good 
at, at, at finding a, a strong niche. And, and I guess they are now at like 80 million regular monthly users, which is pretty amazing. And that's just oh, amazing. I did want to ask, how do you like working with streaming companies? How do you, and, and Tubi being with a big one so far, how do you like it? I like it a lot. I mean, the, the, the beauty with the streaming companies is that, that there's no middleman. Uh, it gets straight to the consumers. The, the, the tricky thing is there's so much content. It can get really tricky to find what you want. Um, and algorithms are, are, are also tricky because all you really have to do is say no to something at one time, and then that could mean a, a whole library never, ever popping up on your screen. So it is a tricky thing with algorithms, too. Oh, understood. So now we're going to get into the series, Tale of Tales. Mm. I love the title. It's, uh, it, it, it catches your attention, and it's almost mm. it's just uh, for lack of a better word, it is mesmerizing. I'll give that. Thank you. Yeah, the the title, we, we were kicking around um, a few different titles. We actually talked about calling it Where is Amber because of that being the uh, the thread throughout the entire first season of, of trying to find this girl that we all presume dead. And, uh, and I thought that would be a good title on it, and then we talked about it, and and the we, the club was called Tales because Tales is obviously the the uh, not just the the, the, uh, the tale but the behind. So the tale of Tales uh, is the story of this place, but it's also the story of of the behind. Uh, so so it has that uh, little double-edged meeting because the story does primarily takes place in a strip club. So uh, so that's our main setting of. Uh, where Nick finds a way to get into all kinds of trouble. <laughs> and you can see that too. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yes. A little bit dark, moody, and seedy. I love that. Oh, and, and there's, uh, there's so much. Yes. And there's so much intrigue in the show. So the, the writing is really solid. That's what I love about it. Um, Thank you. Yes. Um, have you featured music in it by artists we need to pay attention to? Absolutely. And I knew when we made, um, you know, when everything was in the can, I had not yet hired a composer. And mm -hmm. um, uh, Randy Lynch and Alan Lynch are, uh, uh, they're a record label that also scores some film stuff. They've worked on Triple X. Fast, furious type of stuff. So I never thought that they would be within reach for me. But then, you know, we started talking. I showed them the content, and they absolutely fell in love with it. So not only did they score it, but they knew that the music needed to be a big, big component. So they brought musical talent along with them. Uh, not only their own label, but artists they've worked with in the past. So, for instance, Twisted which is a giant uh, uh, musical act, uh, was on a couple of songs in the series. Uh, Alexi Jones had, uh, had a song in there. Uh, Mo Fetty had a song. So a couple of really up-and-coming people, but also some very, very established. I mean, I remember when he said uh, we got one of Twisted's biggest songs uh, for one of the scenes, and I was, like, shocked. Because I remember 
watching that myself. And I remember the music video having like 40 million views. So I'm like, wow, they were that excited to be a part that all of these people wanted to be in and wanted to be a part with us. So, yeah, very, very good. And the soundtrack is going to be available at the end of this month uh, pretty much everywhere from Spotify to Amazon. Um, so so uh, definitely go looking for it. It's, it's a fantastic album. Thank you so much for letting me know that. And me having such a solid background in music, you can be sure that I'm going to yeah. be one of those that gets it. <laughs> That's awesome. We're actually t- uh, kicking around the idea of uh, mm-hmm. doing a smaller print for vinyl, but 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 I, the music is so good that I really feel that it, it would be warranted. So uh, so uh, that's something that we're talking about right now, uh, depending on the cost. But but we would really like to do that because the, the the series has that retro, fresh feel to it that the mm-hmm. music kind of brings as well. So I think it would be cool to to have that on vinyl. I'd love to have a copy myself, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. That's fabulous. Wow. Like I said, I'm anticipating uh, getting the album. Now, no matter what it is, if it's on vinyl, if it's on disc, or even on um, on an MP3, awesome. you know it. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Was this planned to be a film, or did a series do it better? It was a, uh, it, This is one of my funniest stories of how <laughs> a project came to be. Um, mm-hmm. So Tevis Markham is an actor. Uh, he's from Michigan like me, and uh, he's like me. He flies all over the place and, and acts uh, uh, all, all around. But he really saw me to play this lead in, in, in this, and, and it was really funny because they, they had a, a pilot written up, and they had a, a show book uh, and, uh, and a Bible for it, and they offered me the, the lead role. And I really, really liked it all, but it was written more like a Hollywood Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul type of thing where one person would essentially have to put the whole show on his back and, and carry it, and that would have been my role. And I remember saying, Tavis uh, and, and Steve Copero was the other, uh, other guy's name, uh, and I said, I just feel like with a little bit more dimension if we're going to do this as an independent series, I said, let's bring in some really nice noted Hollywood names for guest stars, but let's mm-hmm. cast our main talent right here locally. Um, but let's, let's widen the, this uh, a little bit so that we can get some more people on board to pull the weight. So, so it doesn't have to land on my back because, you know, I'm not, uh, uh, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, Jason Biggs or what, what not. So, so, uh, so I thought that that would be better, and and I think I was right. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, very good move, and and I Thank love you. the contribution. Yes, and I love the contribution that everybody makes in the series. Wow. Um, yeah. Who wrote? Yes. Who wrote the series? So they had an original pilot for the very first episode, and we kept um, probably sixty seventy percent of the pilot. Uh, after that, me and Steve Kopira, uh we dueled up and wrote the rest of the season. And I've never written with somebody before, uh, but for some reason, him and I riffed it like we were, uh, you know, uh, like we played music together for years, and we just could just f- fill in each other's blanks. It was, 
actually amazing. Uh, and, and Steve is a really good writer. Like, he is great with the plot. Uh, he's great at, at developing things. He's great at holding it. Um, so we had all those cliffhangers for every episode, just like if you would have watched it on TV. I think some of our cliffhangers are incredibly strong. Um, and then the fact that there's not just the main plot of finding um, Amber, but, but also, you know, everything else, all the subplots for the other characters, um, I, I, I thought it turned out really good. And, and I got to take my hat off to Steve because Steve was definitely the glue when it came to to, to, to the writing. Oh yes, and um, and and the segue of art imitating life and vice versa. I this question this question kind of was bugging <laughs> me because I see something I see something in this series that um, that is not only substantial but it calls attention to something. And that and that question is: Is mm-hmm. there something in this is going on in the real world that we should be aware of? You know what? I, I don't. I don't actually know. The interesting thing for me is I have not really been um, uh, very into strip clubs. It's, it's funny enough, not a place that I've spent hardly any time in my life. A couple of bachelor parties uh, and and a couple of work meetings. Fun enough, uh, but that's pretty much it. So, so for me to get this exposure to it uh, and. The, the original writing from, from Tevis Markham, he has worked as a manager and as a roadie and, a, and, and all these things at, at strip clubs for, for a long, long time. So a bunch of the small stories surrounding it all are real stories, which is really yeah. wild when you think about it. But, but so when you say it's something we should be aware of, I think to be aware that this is probably how it goes down mm-hmm. at a fair amount of blue-collar strip clubs in this country. I think uh, for people, if they don't know, it's just probably a, a good little wake-up call to, to be aware of. Um, and we actually try to make sure that we don't glamorize the hell out of this. So we made it look, um, you know, like, like how it is. Uh, and we also made a commitment to make sure that we show – that there are women that do this for a short period of time, that there are women that transition out of this, there are women that not, not just stereotyping everybody into being, um, you know, a, 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 a drug addict stripper, but, but all the other layers as well, the people that, are, the, that have mounting bills that they have to take care of, the people that lost their parents or the people that, um, you know, paying their way through med school, the joke I've heard, um, those things do happen all the time. And, uh, and I, we wanted to make sure we depict a fair amount of that and not just, uh, you know, glamorizing it. So, uh, uh, so you see lots of different angles um, for those things in the series. I like where you, I like where you're going. Wow. And, uh, and the fact that you're painting that reality is a wonderful thing and adding a new dimension to it. Um, yeah, thank you. Yes, yeah, um, you released some films earlier in the year, and um, I, I have seen awards on the news feed of Harley Wallen on so many multiple mm-hmm. festivals last year. Um, of course, I mentioned congratulations before in the beginning of the show. I, I, I yeah, have to say you. it again. Congrats. <laughs> Kudos mm-hmm. to you. 
how are Thank those you. faring? Yes, how are those doing? So the the Telltales is the one thing that we released this year. Uh, Agramont's Gates released last year, and then uh, we have we released the trailer for Ash and Bone, and that thing has its own whole solar system of excitement. Uh, we've found so many horror sites uh, all over Europe, uh, in America, in Brazil, in Asia. Everybody's talking about the ash and bone. So this is going to be really intriguing. Uh, but, we, yeah, we released a trailer through uh, Bloody Disgusting, and uh, people kind of went crazy and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. We're in uh, kind of the final stages of negotiating distribution, so we don't know yet when and where it will be out. But, uh, but uh, there's definitely a line out the door for people wanting the film, which is going to be a whole lot of fun for us. Um, you know, probably looking at uh, some kind of limited theatrical uh, on that film, and it definitely deserves it. It's, it's uh it's legitimately the best thing I've that I've done uh, from an artistic perspective. Ash and Bone is pretty special. Oh yes, it is. I, I see that on the on on the feed um, and various other places. I want to pause for I want to pause for just a moment, and I want to say a, a big sure. thank you to Mr. Joe Williamson. <laughs> he's uh, he, he's been on my feed all afternoon, and I'm very happy to hear from him. And he's been um, yeah. uh, going back with everybody and uh, and keeping everybody posted and updated and everything. That guy never stops working. Yeah. I love him. No, he's amazing. You know, uh, uh, he, he's my manager. He is. Uh, he's my publicist. He's mm-hmm. a, a bit of a men- mentor, and he's a good friend. And uh, yeah. and I'll tell you, when I when I, when I first met him, it was so refreshing because I'm the guy who you can you can shake hands with me, and you know, uh, come hell or high water, I will I will be there and I will do it. And 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 I've always been known for that that I I say what I do and I do what I say. And and here yeah. I meet Joe, and Joe is just like me and uh, mm-hmm. and he's a hard worker which is another thing that i that i feel is very important a lot of people they they like to talk about making film they like to do their coffees and meetings and and there's nothing wrong with them but but it still needs to be about the art it still needs to be about the craft it still needs to to move and i think a lot of people they they love calling themselves filmmakers rather than being filmmakers, and they love to be famous for being uh, an actor, rather than being digging and, 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 and working on the craft of acting. And, and, and that's Joe for me. When it comes to everything he does, he only knows how to do it one way, and it's incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Yes, very much so. He does it Hard well. Hard worker, for sure. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So... Joe, that's your shout-out for this evening. I know you're tuning in. (laughs) Absolutely. Joe's the best. Yes, that he is. Um, So what awards have you won recently? I think the last few we got were the uh, uh, Chicago, Chicago, I don't don't remember what it was called. I feel so bad. Uh, But but there was Chicago Indie Film Award and and then the Toronto... Uh, art uh, were the two big ones that we got, but but like I said, it was Chicago 
Indie Film Awards, uh, and then the best we got the best television series in the Crown Wood. Um, uh, the Florence Film Awards, we won a bunch of, of uh, things, anything from best TV series to best sound to best original score. I uh, actually got a, some, some best actor uh, nominations and wins as well. Um, there was a lot of fun for me to play that role. Uh, and then the Hollywood International Golden Age, that one was also a big one for us. Uh, Los Angeles Motion Picture Festival. Um, uh, I can't remember. Montreal Independent Festival as well. Um, but, yeah, we, we've, I've never had a, a run like this uh, with anything. Uh, oh, and the very first one, the Paris Play. We, we got big in Paris and Barcelona right out of the gate, which was really cool. So to, to see this uh, series do so well uh, worldwide. And, and the funny thing is we are right now talking about flying to MIPCOM in Cannes in October and selling this to the rest of the world because as of right now, Tubi is, is not in Europe and, and uh, it's, it's uh, I think, limited elsewhere so we may uh we may look at the uh, getting it into more of traditional television in europe oh wow uh, yeah. so much going on over here but not enough over there <laughs> that's right. um, yeah that's how, how i see it so what's 2020 looking like are you going to do more films and keep the series going or what's what's new for for 22 so we just wrapped filming uh, something called Beneath Us All, and we've been pretty under the wraps on this one. It's a vampire movie, and uh, and and Deadline covered the original story because I'm reuniting Jan Birch and Sean Whalen from uh, for the first time actually in 30 years. Their last film together was 1991 in The People Under the Stairs, and I brought them back together uh, in 2021 here to shoot Beneath Us All. And I, I got to tell you, both of them were incredible. And then you add Maria Olsen to that mix, uh, and you can imagine what kind of film we have. Um, this, this thing, I just sent it to my editor, and my editor looked at the footage, and he says, this looks like legacy work, Harley. Mm. And I got goosebumps just from that. From hearing that, I was like, wow. Yes. I, I would, too. That's fabulous. That's really amazing. Um, yeah. So I have, a, I have a couple of extra questions I'm going to throw at you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we got some time. Um, I wanted to know... Do you see a difference between being in front of the camera and behind the camera? Oh, for sure. I think right. the, when, when, I mean, that there are two major artistic sides um, that, yeah. that have similar sides. So directing and acting, um, you know, uh, I, I, I say when, when you're the actor, you obviously play your part and, and, and it's your job to, to become the character that's on the page. And, uh, and when you're a director, I always tell people, if you, if you think about the art of filmmaking a little bit more like any other art. So let's say you make a vase. When you make a vase as a director, you make a vase with 100, 200, 
other people's hands. And you have to coordinate all of these hands to make the same vase because otherwise the story won't make sense, the performances won't make sense, the red herring won't work. But that's what directing is. And, and those are the, the two parts that are so creative. And I, and I don't mind doing both of those together. Where sometimes it'll trip me up is when you add the more logical and systematic things because when you have your mind free thinking creatively and then you have to deal with the stocking the crafty, balancing the budget, uh, you know, all those things, that the SAG paperwork or the payroll company paperwork, whatever it may be, that's where it gets difficult when you have to do a logical task when your brain is in uh, creative mode. That's where where I can get tripped up. I try really, really hard not to have both of those things on my plate while in production, or at least as little as possible, so that I can stay, so that I can stay, uh, you know, creative. Understood. I like. I love yeah. where you're going. Yes, that's wonderful. Um, I gotta say, I've enjoyed the show. Wonderful conversation. And those that are listening in, please check out this show. And you can also find me on Google Podcasts as well as Apple Podcasts and other places and other platforms that feature the wonderful world of podcasting. <laughs> I have yeah. to say thank you. Yes, I have to say thank you to the wonderful Harley Wallen for call, uh, taking the time to call in on GPR and sharing the wonderful story of what so many wonderful endeavors he covered in just one mm-hmm. Wow, what an accomplishment! Yes, thank you so much. And, Joe. this was great. It was a, it was a lot of fun. Same, same as last time, I told Joe as soon as we literally we got off the phone last time. I called Joe and I said she's really good. Like she's going to definitely have a a big show someday. Oh, I appreciate you saying that, and I've been working on that for quite a while now. So I'm going to be going mm-hmm. into transition in 22. So with the remainder of what's left of 2021, I'm, I'm going to be uh, researching and looking around to see if uh, what I can do to, to make that wonderful transition into, uh, into mm. a bigger venue. It's um, yeah. having yes, having the roster of actors that Mr. Williamson has brought me has been an amazing feat of excellence. It's been an adventure and a blast. Oh, and for sure. That, yes, and that includes you. I mean, wow. Oh, I thank mean, you. All yeah. These Yes, all these wonderful people that have come my way. Um, last year it was Miss Catherine Coben Pacino, Craig Muckler, and Mr. Yes. Noel Novak. You, yes, those were wonderful people. All fantastic Legend. people, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, by the way, we much. didn't even touch on this yet, but uh, 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 top, top, top secret, don't tell anyone. Shh, shh, shh. Uh, <laughs> me and, and, and Craig Muckler are, uh, are working on something together. We're not. We're not quite to production yet, but there's some pretty exciting development on a film uh, that we're doing together. So, uh, so uh, uh, as soon as I can mention more, I will. But uh, some of the stuff has started popping up on IMDb. So anybody who is a big fan um, of, of either Muckler or, or myself, uh, uh, hop on IMDb and check and see if you can find a, a project that we're both linked to and uh, – and find out who else is attached to that, because that's going to be something special. 
Awesome. IMDb is a wonderful uh, streaming app as well and a website that provides a lot of wonderful yeah. information about your favorite actors. As a matter of fact, I thought mm-hmm. I'd give you a heads up and let you know I am also on IMDb listed as a film composer. So that's Oh. Uh, yes. That's <laughs> I awesome. Yes, I I am listed as a film composer. I, I composed a film a few years ago, and um, they have asked me to write the music to it, and I did. And bada bing, there I am. So be sure to look that up. I'm I'm pretty much everywhere. I so will. please, yes, thank you so much. Please be sure to check out anything and everything under GPR, everything under my title, mm-hmm. Sophia E. Degonis. I am also a published poet. Um, you can check me out on Amazon. Um, I have some titles there. You can check me out at on IMDb, and of course, I've got IG and FB. I'm all over the place, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm yeah. looking to make a, a nice transition in, um, b- between now and uh, going into 2022, and Harley, it was a wonderful event to have you on the show this evening. You are amazing, and I cannot wait to see what else you're going to do next, because the feed is always it's always jumping whenever you appear on it. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. It was so much fun being on your show again, and uh, and uh, I'm always excited to be on with you. Oh, I'm excited to always see what you're doing. And again, call again. Let's do it again. All right, so this I, is the Gypsy Poet signing Yes, this is the Gypsy Poet signing off saying adio for now, but I just have to say a great big thank you to Mr. Harley Wallen for calling again for part two. <laughs> All righty. Adio for now, guys. Wonderful. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye-bye.